Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode number 34 of the WP Builds podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. I'm going to be joined later by David Wormsley and Bernard Grenot, um, who is one of the lead contributors to the Pods plugin, and you'll discover more about that uh, a little bit later. So stay tuned. First thing... Um, we always do the news at the beginning, but just before that, I'll do the, the usual stuff, which is to say, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about the podcast, then head over to wpbuilds.com. Uh, if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, you can subscribe up, subscribe to our newsletter and get uh, the weekly update, uh, just alerting you that the podcast is ready and available to listen. Also, there's a Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wpbuilds. And then there's a whole host of buttons underneath the podcast player on the website to share on just about every platform known to man. So yes, go for it. Have a little bit of a share and uh, and see if you can get some other people interested too. Okay, so the news today. Um, we've got several bits of news. I'll go very quickly through them. The first one is uh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Davinda, has released a SEO Mastery for Page Builders course. Uh, it's at learn.basicwp.com and essentially it's not just for Beaver Builder, it's for page builders in general, Elementor and so on. The, the idea being that really those people who have become reliant on page builders might be missing out on a few SEO tricks and optimizations. So his course endeavours to fix that. Um, it's brand new. I haven't um, been through it, but um, you know I think Davinda is a trustworthy source, certainly a vastly... Um, you know, he contributes an awful lot to the community, so, uh, so go check it out, basically. The next one is from WordFence, and this is really bizarre. There's been an upsurge recently in WP setup attacks. Essentially, what this means is that when you install a fresh install of WordPress, if you do it through FTP and just upload the files, for a period of time, there is a file in the root directory called setup-config.php, and that file is the file that presents you with the options to type in your database details, your admin username, and so on and so forth, and your passwords. And for a period of time, until you actually install WordPress, that file exists. So there are now automated bots going around the internet just scouring IP addresses looking for that file. The idea being essentially that you know you might have put the files onto your server and then left it for a day, a week, a month, a year, whatever. Um, unfortunately, this uh, you know if somebody can get to that file and install themselves as the administrator, they can then go into the WordPress backend and execute PHP and potentially take over your server. So it's a really bizarre. Uh, an interesting attack, and WordFence have spotted it out in the wild. So just be just be mindful of that if you are going to install WordPress. Uh, install it at the same time as you upload the files, essentially, and you should be immune to this problem. The next one is about a plugin called Wangard, W-A-N-G-G-U-A-R-D. Now, I confess I've never used this. This is from the WP Tavern blog, but it illustrates an interesting th thing. Um, there's there's this Wangard plugin which has been around for years and years and has got 10,000 active installs um, and it enables you to sort of, um, how to describe it, protect yourself whether you've got WordPress, normal install or multi-site, BBPress, WooCommerce, whatever. It allows you to protect yourself from malicious actors, people trying to sort of create spam comments and, you know, sploggers, that kind of stuff. Um, but he has decided to shutter this project because, because basically he's receiving things like death threats. So people who have a vested interest in producing spam malicious content, in posting bogus links out on the internet, um, have made contact with him and threatened him enough times that he's decided enough is enough. And to be honest with you, I think fair enough, you know, no plugin is worth your life. And it would appear that he believes these people to be serious. So that is really bizarre situation, a great 
feeling of sorrow for him because he's poured his life into it over the last seven or eight or ten years. I can't remember. So strange bit of news. There we go. Yeah. Uh, the next one is that Automatic, the sort of the people, the custodians, if you like, of WordPress, have released a plugin. Uh, it's ahead of the 12th of July protest against net neutrality. Now, in the UK, we have this thing called the Snoopers Charter, which endeavours to do the same sort of thing. Uh, not quite, actually. That's some, I'm misrepresenting that. Net neutrality is the principle that every packet on the internet has the same rights as every other packet. And so uh, a packet coming from your website has the same ability to get through the network as a packet from Amazon or a packet from Google. Now, the, the American political position is that they would like this to change and they would like certain traffic to um, be able to get through faster. Now, of course, this creates problems down the road in that, you know, small players, me and you, potentially our traffic might be slowed down, whereas Amazon, Google, Netflix, whatever, might be speeded up. Um, and it creates like a two or three tier internet, which we're just not used to. So lots of people are protesting about this and Automatic have released a plugin which basically will fake on some additional pages on your site the speed problems that might occur. The idea, I think, is just to promote this as a thing um, and that, you know, something that you need to be mindful of. Um, and if you obviously are aware of this and you want to contact your political representatives about it, especially if you're in America, then this might be an interesting way of um, formalising your protest. Okay, moving on to the main part of the show. Bernard Grinot from the from the Pods plugin, uh, along with David Wormsley, of course. Uh, the Pods plugin is a little bit like something like Toolset and ACF, in that it allows you to create custom fields, custom post types, and wrangle that data. Now, I think the reason that we're interested in this at the moment is because of the new integrations that Bernard has been working on for Beaver Thema to make it possible to integrate fields and so on with Beaver Thema to make life as straightforward as possible. It's really bringing things on in leaps and bounds. Well worth listening. And if you haven't played with the Pods plugin, I think certainly for me, it might be time to do it. So anyway, here we go. Episode 34. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. I'm joined this week happily by David Wormsley. Hi, David. Hi. Um, David's in the UK at the moment, which makes it considerably easier for us to connect, which is lovely. It's great to have you on, uh, as always. And we're also joined this week by, I'm going to say this, I'm going to do it, Bernhardt. Is that right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Got it. Are you going to go for the surname? No, oh, no. Okay. Okay. Bernhardt Grenoble. Big. <laughs> Not that bad. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, now Bernhardt, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of go back into my English pronunciation of Bernhardt. Bernhardt, um, we've been in touch with Bernhardt um, in the Beaver Builders group on Facebook, and he's been all over the place really over the last six months. It's been hard to have a day where Bernhardt hasn't said something important and inspirational. Um, so we decided to have him on because he is a significant person um, in the Pods plugin. Now, I'm not going to try and explain what the Pods plugin does because, frankly, I'm going to mess it up because I'm not really that <laughs> experienced with it, nor is David. But we are both intrigued by what Bernhardt is doing. So perhaps the first simple question, Bernhardt, is explain everything <laughs> that, the pods, that the pods plugin does and why somebody like me would ever want to install it in WordPress. Okay. Well, first, hi. And yeah, of course, maybe not everything because it could go on for hours, I guess. But I would say let's start. Uh, why even use a plugin like uh, pods? It's all about custom post types and fields. So if you have a customer and you have to put some sort of data anywhere like uh, listings or books and authors or like any, any uh, I don't know, for, for houses or for real estate, you have always sort of a post type and associated fields. And there are, I guess, uh, around 20 plugins out there that do that stuff. Uh, I have uh, written a, a link down for the show notes where it's a comparison for all dot, uh, plugins, which is about a year old, to see the weaknesses and strengths. So 
why even care to put data in separate entities? Well, <laughs> it was really funny uh, because Paul Lacey uh, yesterday just answered it quite frankly. The big bonus is the flexibility and later on, someone might say, give me a page that puts together all the repeater values from a post. And you're stuck if you don't uh, think about it at, at, at the beginning. So first, it's about data structure. So uh, with pods, you can separate all your data into the custom post types and the fields and put repeated data into another custom post type and just link the two. It's even easier with the new 2.7 beta coming up. Did that make sense just for the start? Yes, I think so. I mean, I think we've got a, a real spread amongst our listeners of those that have um, experience with custom post types and custom fields and things. And there's probably a whole bunch that less so. They might just use WordPress with something like Beaver Builder and design pages. You know, each page is completely unique and separate. So your example of a house would be you would design a custom post type and then give it um, a custom field, which might be um, number of bedrooms, um, how many bathrooms, how many toilets, and so on. Um, For example, yes. Yeah. And... Uh, you can, get, can even go a step further if you expect to have it multiple bedrooms. Just define a house can have a bathroom, and you can have the relation from the house to the bathroom. So if you have more than one, just keep adding bathrooms and assign them to the house. I mean, it's always a trade-off technically when it makes sense to separate that and when it makes uh, sense to store it. But that's a decision which uh, is burdened up on to the developer to, to, to make say, okay, it makes sense in that case or that. But most of the time, it's always a good idea to, to, to just uh, separate data in as much as possible uh, to make room because uh, if you have multiple houses, some days later, uh, somebody would come and say, okay, I would like to see all houses which have a red bedroom. And if you have the bedroom in a separate identity, you can just filter, okay, give me red bedrooms and list me all the houses which are uh, have this red bedroom. And you're done. Um, I think on a broad level that's that's excellent that that gives me a very strong idea hopefully the people that are listening have a very strong idea as well perhaps if we just pause on pods for a moment and david i know that you've got a bunch of quite you know less pods related but more bernard related questions do you want to take over yeah. for a while i do actually but just on what bernard was saying about um paul lacy you did a, a video didn't you um where you were showing how you podified his um, ACF site is that? Do you think that's a good starting point for somebody to get a, a flavour for this plugin? Yeah, of course, because you see the strengths and weaknesses of both plugins. Uh -huh. Okay, I think we should put that in the show notes. Just, be, just yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a full uh, YouTube uh, uh, playlist with all the videos or most of the videos which have been produced in the last few weeks from. Uh, 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 Jonathan and me and Paul, no, 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 yeah, Paul with me and Adam. Um, there is a playlist that will give you a link in the show notes where you have all the these nice videos pulled together and some starter videos for pods too. Because it's at first it's a little bit harder to grasp how pods works, but uh, once you get over these first steps, it, it's quite powerful. Great, hey. Bernard, I want to know, you see, I'm intrigued about you now because you kind of, to me, you've appeared uh, maybe in the last three months and uh, I mean, the value you've been given is phenomenal. So, but I know nothing about your background and how you got into coding, how you got into pods. Can you tell us a bit more about your backstory? Well, I think the first contact with pods was about four years ago. I don't know. And I didn't grasp what it was all about and at this time point pods didn't even even have custom post types because back then wordpress didn't have custom post types and they had those advanced custom types uh, which still exists but uh, you should only touch them if you really know what you're doing and about two years back i had a project uh, with my designer she works for the austrian government and she needed some stuff like uh, a registration for for athletes where uh, some only a few people can it's all at it's all back end based i'm not a big fan of front end editing and 
she needed a tool for it and we created the whole website and the tool and this was the first step where I used bots and got to know it's inner workings because it's it was a little bit of a technical uh, experiment because I used the the one of the first releases of the, the, the WordPress REST API to pull data from pods into the back end to, to, to display it with data tables because I didn't find enough flexibility in the in the pods forms. So yeah. <laughs> and what was you doing? What was your your job or role before before all of this? So, I mean, how did you just get into working with WordPress? If I step back one further. Well, it, years and years ago, I, I did play some online role-playing games and we needed a website. And I was always uh, interested in the technical stuff. And so, you, you know, you create your first forum because back then forums were, were a thing. Today, nobody uses them. It, at least it feels like that. <laughs> and then there were tools like PHP Nuke and a few years later, uh, I encountered WordPress and said, oh, that's easy, that's, 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 that's the right thing because I just did the, the small kind of websites for friends and families and uh, I have a, a formal background. I did study uh, uh, some, some computer science, whatever, uh, but most of the, of the things, it's, it's just learning by doing and reading and testing and uh, going forward. Yeah. So I'm not a, a professional programmer. I just know my way around things. <laughs> At least if I compare me to uh, programmers like Scott, our lead developer, or others, I always see the, the, how beautiful they, they uh, make some stuff. And I think, okay, that's, that's easy, but it isn't that easy. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm fascinated by pods, actually. Because you mentioned uh, he's Scott uh, Kingsley Clark. Is he from Modern Tribe? That's the, the guy who started pods off. Yeah, he, 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 he's there now <laughs> for a few months. Uh, pods was started, I think, about eight years ago, 2008, uh, nine years ago, uh, based on Drupal CCK. And mm. went from there. So it's uh, it's one of the oldest plugins, I guess, that's still active, developed, and is free. Ah, uh -huh. uh, Drupal CCK. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And, and yeah, they felt in love with Pots and uh, with the release of Beaver Themer and yes. Pots 2.7. It it was like a, a one of these focus points in history. I say, did say, okay, that makes it easy for people. That makes it easier for me, and you can easily uh, advocate pods to people who are maybe not that seasoned developers and just more designers and builders, uh, and use it all together. And as lucky as as am I, I can uh, invest my time because, mm -hmm. well, you know, I always compared like to it was a a great show with Chimpoliano, or he said something about sales and. Uh, I have a little bit of an unfair advantage. I have a little sale which uh, covers the basics. So, yeah, I don't need to uh, earn that much money to make my living. So, yeah, mm -hmm. they use the tools. And that's my way of, of, of giving back. I'll say thank you to the life for, yeah. <laughs> we all want to know now what this is. <laughs> what is this? No, you don't have to tell us. Um, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm quite frankly with that. It's 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 a little bit of uh, say, let's say family inheritance, or, and you have uh, monthly income, recurring income. Uh, yeah, and it's it's it 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 it, it covers the basics. How Not, lovely! Nothing big, nothing special. Uh, but uh, I'm 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 thinking of of life like a, a karma. Uh, you if you get, you give, mm. and uh, well, at some point, I'm sure. Uh, and I already got some donations for which I didn't ask. Yeah, I was really surprised by that from people using pods. But my biggest point is just support pods. We have this awesome friends.pods.io. It will be in the show notes because pods is free for everybody to use. And <clears throat> we think if you make money with pods, uh, give a little bit of it back to support a tool you use to bring it uh, to the next releases because if you take a look at GitHub issues, there are so many great ideas. We just lack the, the manpower to, to, to realize them because automatic sponsors pods, which 
pays for the biggest part of it and the rest comes from friends and uh, uh, we have only two guys getting paid that's jim which does an awesome job at, at bringing the pots uh, tools forward and supporting people and pg levis that's it's our programmer and Everybody else just works for open source and for fun and for, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, I bet it's not always all that much fun, is it? Late nights and banging your head against the wall. But nevertheless, you're still doing it, which is amazing. And I think that's a really, really lovely attitude you've got there. You've, um, you know, you've had the good fortune to be um, able to support yourself and um and you've decided to do something philanthropic with the with the last few years and help out people like me who need help thank you <laughs> <laughs> well i i i got the pleasure of meeting paul lacy yesterday so we were talking about you a lot but oh. well yeah i mean i should reveal how much you helped him i mean he was saying you you went out of your way to kind of help him there's that video of course you know where you podified his site and stuff and we're helping him on lots of stuff and that i i he did t say to me that you wouldn't take anything at all the only thing he could do was to join the uh the friends of pods so i thought that was absolutely <laughs> so yeah well, I it's, win, so it's a win-win for everybody he gets to use the tools he gets to know them he gets to to advocate the tools and he gets he, he became a friend of pods which supports the development so i think everybody benefits from it Mm -hmm. Is there a, this is what it makes me think of, because somebody who's not got into pods yet, and I've only just got into ACF because as soon as I jumped on Thema, that was the thing that was, um, it was kind of made with ACF Thema was, so I jumped on that and I've got, you know, uh, my uh, colleague, I would guess I would call her, who I work with on that already, so I'm thinking about pods now and moving, but I guess one question that comes to my mind, and probably everybody else, is that you know, you go for the tools that you think are going to be around the longest um, in your sort of professional career. You, you, I'm always very cautious about what plugins I choose to have in my stack. Do you think there's any sort of vulnerability with it being open source uh, with pods? Is that is that something? I mean, I know you're going to say no, but uh, I guess that's a question that many might ask, and I'm asking it. I guess. Well. Of course, you have always a risk, but that, as we did see, any company can go out of business at any time. So, uh, especially that's one of, I think, the strengths of WordPress, because if one company goes out of business, the code is still there and the code can be used because everything is uh, GPL licensed. So the worst case is you have to uh, use the tool and maintain it yourself. <laughs> I mean, okay, that would be a little bit hard with pots, but it's still possible. Or you hope somebody else picks up, but... Uh, that's not related to if a company is funded or open source or whatever, because the risk is always the same, that the people behind it lose interest, or sell it out, or look what happened to Headway, or look what happened uh, uh, like uh, price changes with Wu recently. You aren't safe. Mm. I think it's a, it's a very interesting argument, isn't it? And certainly in my background, as we all know, I keep talking about Drupal and the fact that I used it a lot. Um, that's all open source, 100% of it. Um, you know, there is no commercial plugin. So I think it has the potential to stick around. Um, and and, and you, all you need basically is a, is a groundswell of support. And if you've got one or two people who are putting in the hours it, it will stick around and, and how long has it been around just to give it some did you say six years <laughs> no i think uh, around 2008 oh I'm wow not sure. okay so nine years um yeah that's that that's powerful isn't it if something has been around for nine years and it's constantly being updated then it feels to me like it's something you can you can rely upon do, do you david do you have um so the hop from ACF over to pods, would you would you potentially not make it because it was um, not a commercial plugin or, or would that be, you'd be okay with that? No, I, I actually, I mean, I asked that question kind of critically, but actually it seems more safe to me. Yeah. <laughs> source than I guess one guy is running ACF, so advanced custom fields. So that's probably more prone to 
to, to be abandoned. And, yeah. And... Yeah, but uh, the crazy thing is why everybody talks about ECF because there's around I mentioned it above 20 tools out there which deal mm. with custom post types and fields. Mm. So uh, there are plenty of options. Many developers go with custom metaboxes too, CMB2, which is just code based. Mm. Um, others go with toolset or uh, whatever they use. So, and the beauty with WordPress is that in most cases your data is stored the WordPress way. So we have a meta value and a meta key, which is stored in the meta table. So if you delete the plugin, your data is still there. If it's done, if it's done the right way, and I think it's the case for all the the custom field plugins. So you can easily switch. It's just sometimes the question, can the next plugin use the data the way it was stored? Um, for example, with pods, we store all the data in meta values. Even our relationship is not only stored in an internal table for faster and better query, it's stored as meta value two. So you've got all related IDs for your related posts in the post meta storage. Yeah. And, uh, that's the beauty of WordPress, and uh, Scott tried, or, or uh, because he has a few time, it didn't really progress, but they are working to create a, a, a field API for WordPress to get some of the stuff, not everything, into the core, because I think some of it belongs there. So you can easily switch it's and an just test. Sorry, you carry on. Yeah, just switch and test. I mean, uh, I have done it with uh, with Paul's site. Mm -hmm. Take a look at the video, uh, and you have nothing to lose. Um, it, it's an interesting thing that you said at the beginning about why why does everybody talk about ACF, and and I I don't really know um, because I the 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 plugin creator I think his name is Elliot Corden I think. Um, I don't see him banging the gong and, and you know, bigging it up and appearing here, there and everywhere and shouting loudly about it or anything. <laughs> um, and yet it has this groundswell of amazing support. Um, well, and I don't I, I don't really know why. I just wonder if the it does one thing and it does only that one thing. You know, it's not trying to yeah. uh, display anything. It's just trying to create the structure for you to enter your I mean, data. Yeah, he has a. a a simple user interface sometimes which is a little bit better than pods for the start i think because you just create your fields and assign it them anywhere and you're done it takes a little bit the the, the barrier of entry is a little bit lower yeah then he has reached a critical mass i think because he's far above everybody else's downloads and everybody thinks oh many downloads is is must be the right uh, tool uh but you need then another plugin to create your custom post type. Yeah. Uh, I feel it a little bit messy, but uh, you have just a list of custom field groups and no idea to which place they belong, uh, which can be an advantage because you can reuse them on many different post types, whereas pods forces you to have a little bit more structure. Speaking of that, um, so, would you be able to elucidate, explain to us why? Um, because I mean, you've got your, you know, you've got your horse in this race a little bit. You must have a, an opinion on why Pods is a, a better solution. You spend a lot of time with it. What What are the two or three things that that you feel Pods brings to um, creating custom fields, custom post types, and so on that that make it? in inverted commas, better than the other solutions? Well, I always be hesitant to, over, to talk about better. Yeah, because sorry, I'm a, wrong I'm word. a developer. Uh, no, that's not wrong. It's just a, a, a question of opinions and of use case. There are use cases for many of those. I think that the strong uh, or the, the, the where, where POTS is different is first relationships. Because none of them really deals with that in a, in a, in a very efficient way, I, I think. At least I haven't seen anyone doing it because in POTS you can say, I want to relate a custom post type to another or to a taxonomy or to an user or almost any WordPress object. And so you can give your data structure and meaning because you create a custom post type and you create the fields which belong to the custom post type. And that's the reason why I could make the integration a, 
so easily because I just said, okay, we're now on this custom post type, show me all fields Pods knows about. And then just put it out as a dropdown for the user to select. I think it's very difficult to understand the power of relationships until you've been forced to do it. Um, and then as soon as you have arrived at a, at a problem where, okay, this information over there needs to be related to this information over here. And I think books and authors is maybe a good one. You know, you can have multiple authors written by, sorry, multiple um, authors writing a book. You can have a book written by one author. Um, a book can, you know, can go in a shop and the shop can have the book and and so on. And so it goes. Um, and, and prices, you know, the, the book costs this much and it's got a cover which is red and, and da, da, da. And you need to display all of this stuff. And until you've actually faced that problem, which I think, uh, only a, maybe a, a subset of WordPress site builders are going to actually be facing that problem. Until you face that, you don't really realize that you need it. And then when you do need it, you need something simple to make it happen. Um, that's a point where I disagree. Ah, I think okay. even the simplest sites can use some of its magic. I mean, think about the, the, the videos that have been done two or three already using pod settings pages. I mean, you can create settings pages with other tools, but uh, like you have company information, telephone numbers, addresses, and maybe you don't use them only in one place, but on multiple places on a site. Boom, there you go. Yeah. Just add the connection to the to the uh, uh, settings page and be done. Mm. Uh, or if you in the business to have uh, cheap websites and have almost the same templates, just create a settings page, duplicate the and uh, the header has changed, the footer has changed, wherever you have used that information, it's changed. Yeah, mm. it's it's nice. I mean, there's no denying it. You're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. It, it's lovely to, <laughs> to make life easier, isn't it? Is there anything about pods that is limiting? Is there anything about it which uh, frustrates you or is on the roadmap but never quite gets done and you wish, oh, I wish it was, I wish this was being t taken care of more. Are there things which users constantly sort of say, please, can we have this? Well, I think uh, that the whole user interface could use a little bit of, of rework or improvement to make it a little bit clearer. I mean, we are not that bad, but uh, I have seen some user interfaces which are a little bit prettier, a little bit simpler maybe. Uh, and especially the, the templates could use some laughs, I would say, because that's a thing which was added, I think, two years ago uh, to, to make it easier to put out content. And they have still some kind of weird issues sometimes. Uh, and, and could when they are great, they work, but, you know, it's, there's always room for improvement. Uh, I think where, both, where pots lacks the most is, is, is for the documentation because it's uh, it's hard keeping up and it's hard writing good documentation to yeah. make it easier. And those two things right there are the things which um, make a community grow, I think. Um, even though there is no, even though it's not justified, the UI and the way things look really matter to a lot of people who try something out I think for the first time and they can be it's so easy to create a, an impression that oh this this is better because it looks nicer um, but also if you can't find the answer to things that that is that's frustrating isn't it um, luckily we have you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, that was one of the pain points for me how to beautifully output the content because the structure is there. You can access everything almost everywhere, uh, but you needed PHP to do it right. I mean, I know my way around PHP, but you know, uh, I have started to use Fever Builder and immediately felt the power which gives it to you if you use the right way and with a little bit of developer mindset <clears throat> to just make a quick prototyping of sites simple. Okay. That's the same with pods. I think I think this is maybe a, an, another new part of the discussion because really this is where you come into my and David's life um, is when you <laughs> started to commit lots and lots of information into the Beaver Builder Group, um, and over the last I'm going to say six months, but it's maybe it's a, a longer work in progress. I don't know. 
you have started to work and and try to get pods integrated with Beaver Builder. Now, everybody, I'm sure, knows how Beaver Builder works and how fantastic it is for creating uh, static pages, but you are trying to make pods work seamlessly with Beaver Builder, Beaver Thema. Do you want to talk specifically about that for a few minutes? Yeah, of course. Um, and uh, because it makes it far easier to output stuff. Mm. Uh, because if you have these, these relations, I mean, it's wonderfully layout in your database, but how the heck should I output it? And so there, and then there comes Themer and the ACF integration. And I thought, no, only ACF. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thorn in your side. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and then uh, I thought to myself, okay, well, we can do that better. <laughs> I used the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I started to work on it just uh, around the last alpha of, of Beaver Themer, and it took me some time to get it, I hope, right. And... Uh, Things got rolling from on there because uh, it, it, uh, Pods agreed to keep it under their umbrella. Uh, Scott did a great code review and improved some of my stuff. Um, the integration basically allows you to, let's say you're on a page, or no, let's say you're on a, on a, on a custom post uh, custom post type singular page. So you're displaying like the house we have talked uh, before. Yeah. And uh, you have set up your house to have several rooms. And uh, those rooms are stored in a, in, a, in, a, in a second custom post type with a little bit of information about the room and the type of the room and what, what, what the heck else. And now you have this house and want to display all the rooms it has. You can, with POTS and the Beaver Themer integration, just fire up any post module, and that works from the Beaver Builder ones, the Power Pack, and the Ultimate Add-ons, uh, because we have added filters and stuff to all of them to to make sure it works. Uh, it was a little bit of uh, an effort together, but it worked finally. Um, and then you go in there, select. Uh, uh, I want to display related content uh, from 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 pods. It's on the under the content tab or under the query tab, depends on the plugin you're using. And then you select uh, re related rooms, and boom, you get a uh, loop of the related posts output, like uh, a list of posts, like it's done on archive pages or anywhere else with the post modules. Just this time, this information doesn't come from a post type or filtered or something else. It comes from the relationship information which POTS has about the relation from the house to the rooms. Mm. It's really that, powerful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you do, do nothing more, you just get the post title, the content, and what else. But if you then go in and create a custom layout for that post type, or create the POTS template and let it automatically be applied or whatever. I could go on, I uh, think, for half an hour. So some of the options can be watched in the diff different videos we have done, like with uh, uh, um, Peter we have talked, with Paul, and mm. some of the options. Uh, and then it makes it easy. Or like uh, you have the room then you go to the single page of the room and can link back to the house. Are you um, are you at the point where you feel, obviously it, it works, it's functional, people are using it, um, you're able to dis describe in videos and what have you, how it all works and what have you. Is there, um, is there more to come with it or are you kind of happy with it? Is it done, if you like? No, there are still a, a few points which need to be, be be done better. For example, currently, if you go into the, if you have a post module, you you know you can select an, either one of the default layouts or select a type a custom layout. Then we get another editor and can put some fields and HTML in there. And currently, the the selection there is based on the current post type. So sometimes you don't get the fields which should be there because it's, it's it's iterating over a different custom post type so that's a thing which needs a little bit of javascript and thinking how to to do that to, to write and i would like to add some more options to some of the fields like uh, 
more default values, uh, a little bit more advanced stuff uh, for the default fields because <clears throat> if you just select the field, pods has many ways to output it and currently it's just a string and maybe add an option there. I'm not sure where to go. I like to keep it simple to use, but uh, I try to make it powerful in the background. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a real trade-off, isn't it? The the thing that we always heard about toolset was, oh, steep learning curve, it's very difficult to use. Um, and I think that's where ACF it gets the win, uh, you know, and why it is so popular, because it's dead straightforward. And, and you're right, you've got to install either create your own custom post types or install a plugin which will do that for you and then you've got to figure out some way of displaying it and uh, but obviously now that there's beaver themer and um sorry beaver builders integration with it and what have you that's all easy um do you do you do you think the team is going to address those sort of learning curve things or will we still have to you know work it out all by ourselves <laughs> Uh, well, <clears throat> there's constantly work to improve it. And I think uh, the awareness which we got in the, the Beaver community for POTS helps POTS on the other hand, because we got some new friends, we got the people offering their help. Uh, we are, there's a already work in progress on the new documentation site, which is currently not publicly available. But if you want to help, just join the POTS Slack and uh, start right there and ask. And I'm sure there are ways you can help. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. It'd be interesting to see because, like we said at the top of the show, it feels like nobody was talking about pods uh, eight months ago. And now it feels like everybody is talking mm -hmm. about it. Um, and, yeah, maybe if you get a few hundred more a few hundred more people using it and a few dozen of those decide to commit some time to code or to documentation and so on these things have a have a of sort of snowballing don't they and becoming more popular just because they're popular famous yeah. because you're famous kind of thing yeah i mean I, somebody wrote at some point i think it was in a youtube comment from a video like okay, there is that magical number in marketing. If you hear often enough of a product, I'm going to test it now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I confess, I haven't fallen foul of that just because life is so busy um, at the minute and work and what have you. I haven't really had the time to to commit to pods. But I, honestly, I really do think the next complicated project that comes along, I'm going to have to allocate some time before I begin it um, to fiddle with pods. Are you sticking with ACF for now, David? Well, on the project, you see, I don't need it so much. Now, Bernard is changing my mind a lot. I can see the power even in the project I'm doing now where I'm using a, a ACF. There is, and also, actually, probably a little bit of a call out to Jonathan Power, who's done a couple of videos, yes. hasn't he, on, yes. on the integration. I mean, they've been really handy to understand uh, yeah. what Pods does. So I'm I'm like this, you know. I'm going to tell you, but you can put me straight. But at the moment, I'm feeling like Pods is... It is is good to invest in because I, I feel if if any of the tools out there is most likely to end up as part of the WordPress core, it's probably pods. So that seems like a good way to go. I've got one issue, and I like the relationships, and I can see instantly how I can use those, and probably even in the the project I'm doing now. But one thing that ACF has, because it concentrates only on fields, it does fields really well from the um, user perspective. So when they want to add some images to uh, the, the gallery field for, say, a slider mm. or the gallery in Beaver Builder, it's beautiful. You know, you click them off or you can rearrange them uh, in the back end beautifully. I don't know if Pods does anything like that. I don't think that's so uh, accessible for clients to use. Oh, well, you know, we have relations to the media library. So mm -hmm. at any point, wherever in pods you need a field, just create an image field type of relation to media library, put mm -hmm. it in. Uh, with the new flexible relationships, you can even rearrange them, click them, whatever, and just add a connection to a to an image. And then with the integration from 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 me, just go into a, a gallery module, for example, or a photo module. Click about the the field from pods. Mm -hmm. Select it. You can uh, select uh, multiple images or one image, uh, and you don't have to click yourself to the gallery from Beaver Builder. 
just use the field which uh, pods provides. Oh, wow. And uh, let's say <clears throat> you want to do a little bit of your uh, custom uh, layout for your post module, you can use everything of pods there. So if you dive a little bit deeper, now it might get a little bit technical, but pods has something we call magic tags. Magic mm -hmm. tags are like uh, 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 how to output your fields. It's, it's curly braces, uh, add, and then the field name, and then you can traverse. And for images, for example, you can say, I don't know, your image field, point, mm -hmm. underscore image, underscore EMG, also EMG, and then you get an output of the image the WordPress way. Or if you add another point and say point medium, you get the medium image output with the full WordPress uh, screen set and all the stuff which WordPress does uh, attached to it. So, or, or like point thumbnail for the thumbnail. So you can, in Beaver Builder, you aren't stuck to only use the image modules. You can in any text box, in any field where HTML is parsed or in the custom layout, just add it like that. So it, it feels like you're describing a short code there um, in many ways, but I'm yeah. guessing it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, in the end, uh, those are the magic tags are our template tags. And if you encapsulate them in a the pods shortcode or use them in the pods shortcode, they work, or use them in the template, they work, or you have a, a config connection from my integration where just can put in the magic tag and it's done for you. Mm. It sounds, the more that you describe it, the more I think I've got to stop banging my head against this wall and just get on with it. Start to watch, <laughs> start to watch a few videos, get, get online with you and Jonathan Power um, and, uh, and Paul and what have you and just sort of see if I can make this work for me. The, it's interesting because you talk about things like the magic tags and, and what have you. And obviously for you, it's it just common sense. This is how it works. And and for me, it's, it's I guess, always it's the fear. And a bit probably a bit like David, you know, you've you've got to the point where you've learned something. You've, you know it, it works. I'm totally happy. I can do 99% of what I want to do with this tool. Ah, uh, here's another tool over there. And I, I think I'm... I'm certain that Pods is a very, very powerful solution and becoming increasingly powerful as time goes on. Plus, it integrates with my favorite tool um, for displaying content, you know, Beaver Builder and Beaver Thema. I've got no reason not to, apart from the excuse of being busy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. I mean, I had the time to, to get to know Pods, to work with it. And uh, to use it now on, I think, five or six or seven sites from the community where there were questions. And I said, okay, give me a login and take a look. And I found some bugs that way because, you know, it, in the beginning, every soft software has bugs. It's, it's yes. just the nature of it, <clears throat> which really helped. Big thanks if the people are listening uh, for helping me out. And I did help them out. So, you know, win-win. Um, and... Sometimes it's just try it on a small project like Paul did yeah. and see if it fits for you. Yeah. Because I understand it. If you know a tool, it's sometimes better to do it a little bit more cumbersome or difficult or different uh, and just be done with it instead of investing time to learn a tool where you never know, okay, will be that learning uh, give me an advantage or will it be just another tool? Yes, that's the that's the place that I'm at at the moment. Speaking of that, actually, would you be able to, I know you mentioned that there was um, official pods documentation. Uh, have you come across um, a person or a resource that really is kind of like 101, the, the basics of getting up and running with pods in the shortest period of time? Do you know of something which, like somebody like me, any member of the audience of this podcast wants <clears throat> to get started and get started quick without Without having the trial and error of finding resources, do you, do you have a recommendation for the best one? <laughs> well, there are a few out there. I would maybe, if I have no idea, I would start with uh, the video, which is in my playlist from VP Studio, from uh, uh, Brad Bradley. I don't I forget. I'm very bad with names. Okay. Uh, me too. <laughs> which has, uh, which, um, did a, a great introduction a video he did two more of it but they are behind the paywall uh, okay. for his uh, wordpress related stuff uh, 
it's a, but it's a great start. Then there is a little bit outdated course from OS training, which is free. The first video is also linked in that uh, YouTube list to get you you started to to get the you get to get to know the basics. Right. Okay. Um, so videos, uh, I think, are probably the way to go, aren't they? So yeah, we'll make sure to put those um, to put those links in the show notes because. Obviously, if you if we're trying to with this podcast get people on board and trying to use ACF documentation and being able to achieve something something meaningful and magical within the first half an hour is quite important, isn't it? You want to have a few aha moments and not like, why doesn't this do what ACF does? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the videos from from Jonathan are a great start too for for short or yeah, uh, uh, I don't know, small time chunks or so because the the one video from Bradley is a little bit long and I know my Potsy 5 videos are, around, are all around an hour. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, still reasonable. It's not too long, is it? Yeah. It's, it's, the, 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 AC, the, the, the Potsy 5 one with Paul is, 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 a, is a nice resource. And if you're going a little bit deeper into the post modules, I would watch the one with, I did with Peter. And I'm guess there are coming more of them. I already got uh, one or two questions or suggestions which one to do. Um, yeah, so what is your feeling, David, about POTS now? <laughs> it, it, it has changed. I, I expected this. This is why I've been avoiding you. <laughs> <laughs> I had that feeling. <laughs> no, because I, 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 you know, I instantly saw that you wanted something and that, that connection, because you came in, uh, with Beaver Thema, it seemed like this is clearly the way I was going to have to look at. But seriously, I've just put it off because I've got a job with a ACF that I thought I can't cope with this. I must finish this job off. So, <laughs> so after this is <laughs> after this is done, I shall be seriously taking a look at uh, the the Pods plugin and using it. And and I think the one source is is you know is your link, isn't it, which you provided us with, which is your YouTube playlist, which has got thirteen videos in at the moment. Mm. So. I think that's where I'll be going for my resources. And then, of course, yeah. once you've got David on board, Bernard, you've, uh, <laughs> you've got an, a limitless supply of videos coming your way because David loves to make a, a tutorial video. You know, you know that's the, the secret strategy of all that. <laughs> yeah. To get the, the key influencers of the Beaver Builder community hooked on to POTS, like... Uh, <laughs> It, it worked with Adam. <laughs> yes, yeah. And as soon as you got David on, that's it. The tide is going to turn. <laughs> Nobody will be talking about anything else in that community forever more. And I think, <laughs> and I think it's, 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 it's a good thing to try and to see if it fits. And uh, I, I guess it will help many people out there to, to solve some of their pain points. And uh, it, yeah, you know, and you know, there's, if you give back to become a friend of POTS, I know I'm reiterating, but you can choose your perks. And if you go the the, the higher level, I think uh, you got even a, a one on one training if you want to. Yeah, I saw enough. that. Yeah, but, they'll actually make bespoke uh, training. That's brilliant. Yeah, and, and we are working currently on improving this side a little bit and the, the friends. So. I'm not allowed to teaser it, <laughs> but there will be changes. So even if you just donate a small amount, uh, we keep track of it. We know your lifetime value, so don't be shy. Even if it's a small amount, maybe it turns out for a, for the good for you at the end at some point in time. And uh, Or if you don't have bought Beaver Thema yet, you get a discount from the folks because... Uh, uh, Robbie and, uh, and Justin and oh, they were generous and became friends of Pots and uh, provided a partner pack and yeah. Ah, now there's a good incentive if anybody needed one. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're looking constantly for for new partners. If you have like something you want to donate, like a reduced license or I don't know anything which benefits people if they became friends of Pots. It's, it isn't always about the money, but it surely helps yeah. because, you know. Yeah, good point. Um, I think we're on about 45, six minutes. I think um, David and Bernard, and unless you've got something very pressing, um, I'm going to call time. Is that okay? 
It's fine. Actually, there is one little question I wanted to throw in. I might just take us right back to the beginning, though. It was just one um, you were saying about you could move your data to pods from ACF. Would that be true of Toolset? I just wanted to ask that because a lot of Toolset users here. Would would there be any difficulty there? I never looked into deeper into details of Toolset, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But normally, every plugin just stores uh, their information as meta, meta values. Um, and then it's just a question, do they store them as plain string or if you have more complex stuff, mm -hmm. it's stored as in the PHP term, it's serialized data. So it's like packed up in a string, but it's many additional information. And then you can reuse it. Uh, but for the plain text fields and most of the number and date fields, I don't think there would be any issue. But that's easy to test. I mean, clone your uh, clone your site. Uh, take notes about uh, the fields and custom posts that you have created. Uh, or just open the site, the live site and the staging site, and then just deactivate toolset and... Uh, add a configuration of one testing custom post type with pods mm. and see mm. and go into the screen and see you immediately see what is there. Just name the custom post type the same and name the fields the same as the, the internal name, like how, how it is stored in the database. Yes. Yeah. And, and if, if, if all goes well. If you have a tool set site where you want to try it, because I have no tool set license, uh, we can surely do a, a nice little uh, uh, video about it and to, to, to show what happens if we do that with toolset. <laughs> ah, I can see a I can see a war starting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not a war. No, I'm Oops. joking. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like to 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 keep it uh, simple because different tools, different use cases, and different benefits. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You can do nicely stuff with. Toolset fuse and uh, the loop generator and stuff like that. So, and they have an uh, integration into into Beaver too. I mean, with shortcodes, but uh, hey, that it works for the most cases as far as I know. Mm. So, I, I don't like this. Uh, oh, this one is good. This one is bad. And this one is the best. It's like I don't know Android and iOS. I mean, both are have their benefits. So no, but Android cares? is better. Come on. <laughs> I knew you were going to. <laughs> you know you're talking to a user which sits in front of his Mac and his iPhone besides him and uses an iPad. <laughs> right. That's it. This show's over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. I'm so sorry about that. You know, we haven't done a two hour podcast yet, have we? No, it's, <laughs> you know, no we're not going to do a two hour podcast. No. No. no, well, no yeah. I think, usually talk another hour. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if the, if, you know, if, um, if this show um, is popular and people have raised questions, we'll certainly be more than glad to have you back. Um, especially if you know there's significant developments and things that are important to talk about, and 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 if the user group swells and um, and what have you, uh, that would be nice. So, guys, um, if you're listening to this and any of this has meant anything to you and you've um, found it significant, maybe go and check out what Bernard is doing. Um, go and check out the Pods website, download it, stick it on a test server, and see what you can make of it. And then, of course. Contribute back, get in touch with Bernard, get in touch with the other developers um, and put some comments in the show notes for this episode. Bernard, is there, um, is there an official best place for anybody to find you specifically? Well, uh, I have a, a small personal website which will be done before this podcast is released. Uh, you can always hit me on Facebook. Uh, best place to ask posts. Pod's question is always our Slack chat because Jim is there, I'm there, some other guys are there, and uh, uh, we can help each other better there because Facebook is, I find it really cumbersome to navigate to keep track of questions. Some, some, sometimes I get questions from four days ago. Yeah. Oh, there was this question. I didn't see it because, to be honest, Facebook uh, groups are a mess in my eyes. <laughs> well, the, Facebook Facebook decides what you should see, doesn't it? Let's be honest. It's not, um, yeah. you know, in a popular group, 
it just makes a decision, doesn't it? So, okay, Slack is the best place and the various other places that you mentioned. Right, thank, honestly, thank you so much for giving up your time and uh, talking to us about what is a very important and interesting WordPress project. I'm going to say goodbye. I am Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk. And I'm David Wormsey from davidwormsey.com. Um, and at this well, point, you need to say goodbye as well, Bernard. Okay, then goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you have any question, just join the Slack, go on Facebook or the, the homepage, but there will, won't be much room for communication. So go try it out, test it, and give feedback. Yeah, we surely will. The cheesy music is going to be fading in. So Oh, um, I forgot. I want to... Uh, oh, go I want, on. I wanted to to suggest the cheesy music. I will send you a link, something from Austria. Ah, maybe. <laughs> now that's good. Some, we like it. Oh, a some, prepared some, guest. Oh, some oh, classical Viennese balls, for example, because I like it and I'm really into it. Uh, <laughs> if you go to my, my personal Facebook page, sorry for destroying the finish of this podcast. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's, it, we don't do polished, do we? Let's be honest. Um, so, yes. Okay, so here we go. Bernard's cheesy music is currently yeah. fading in and uh, ooh, I can only imagine what it's going to be like <laughs> listen right to the end I'm sure it's brilliant bye 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 Bernard we love you bye <laughs> <laughs>